Cura, this program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Wellington Access Radio, make your voice heard. Kia Wellington. This is Wellington Access Radio 106.1 FM, and you're listening to B-Side Stories, stories of the people who make Wellington tick. I'm one of your hosts today. My name's Laura. Good evening, everybody. Uh, this is Martin here, Martin Andrews. Nice to be here. Um, and we've got a really cool interview today with our newest MP from Wellington, uh, Paul Eagle. That was awesome. How did you tee this up, Laura? Well... Uh, I said I was from Radio New Zealand, and <laughs> no, I just asked nicely, and um, it took a bit of uh, it took a bit of back and forth with his new busy parliamentary schedule. But I was able to visit him in his office and have a little chat. That's great. What's it like going into the uh, beehive there to have an have an interview? Um, it's pretty. It's pretty cool. <laughs> it, um, uh, I think that you expect there to be like a lot of formality about it, but in reality, they're just getting set up. And um, especially Paul's office was like a lot of like mismatched um computer chairs and like folding desks here and there and <laughs> nothing was really quite where it where it would stay it looked like it was the very beginnings of an office so it didn't have didn't seem too formal which was good great well i'm really looking forward to hearing that um should we listen to a bit of music first just to I'd, kick the show off? absolutely i'd love to kick off with some music Okay, so um, I'm filling in tonight. Laura has asked me to, to pop along and, and co-host. So I just thought that I would play. I didn't bring an interview, but I thought I'd play some of the tunes that crossed my path this year and maybe just talk about how I came across them. So the first song that I'm going to play tonight is called I Can't Stop Loving You, and it's by Ray Charles. And I came across this song only a few weeks ago at a wedding, and um, one of the things that the uh, the... the the couple that were getting married asked of all of the guests. They split us up into teams of five or six, and we had to go away and do a little three-minute skit, and they gave us um, half an hour to to get organized, and we had rules around what we were going to do, and they gave us a big picnic basket full of wine and food. And uh, because it was close to a beach, we got given the beach side to go down and, and spend half an hour and putting a song together, or, or whatever. It could have been a song, a poem, an, an act. But one of the teams came back and they played this song and I fell in love with it even though it was um, being performed by six half-drunk people. But it was such a lovely song. So when I came home, I looked it up and it's this song here so I hope you enjoy it as much as I do. I've made up my mind To live in memory Of the It's useless to say So I'll just live my life In dreams of yesterday Those happy hours That we once knew 
Radio, that's Ray Charles. Can't stop loving you. Martin, that was such a cool story about hearing it at a wedding. Mm, was, it yeah. a, was it a cool it, wedding? It, it was an amazing wedding, and, and uh, the two uh, that got married, really interesting, smart, um, wonderful people, and they did a number of different surprise things for us all. Um, for example, when it was time for the actual ceremony, um, because it was in the Marlborough Sounds, uh, we all gathered, uh, the guests gathered on the front lawn of Outward Bound School where they were having the, the actual wedding. And the bride arrived at the wharf there at Outward Bound and she walked down the wharf. It was really lovely. We were all waiting. She got up to uh, the point where the groom was waiting and then he whispered in her ear, and then the best man stepped forward and he said, um, we're actually going to move the wedding. So if you could follow us. And so the whole wedding party followed the bride and groom and the groomsmen 
into the woods, into the forest, and they had created a beautiful little clearing in the middle of the forest and hung fairy lights, and there was a musician there on an acoustic guitar playing us all in, and so they ended up getting married right in the middle of the bush, and it was so lovely. It was really, and so there were all these surprises throughout the whole um, weekend. It was great. That's incredible. (laughs) (laughs) And it was something that the couple had planned? Yeah, the couple had planned it. So the only people who knew were the couple and and a couple (laughs) of the groomsmen and some of the older folk there that needed needed help getting into the bush, you know, so, um, but it, it was a surprise to everybody else. That's incredible. I I love that they made it a really fun experience for everyone it else. It was, absolutely. Because absolutely. that's who the wedding is for, really. Yeah, yeah, it's for everyone yeah. else to have a party. Yeah, it was it was really it was really nice. I mean they talked about they already have children, you know, so mm. uh, they talked about the whys of getting married and, and they didn't need to get married. They already own in their own home. They have a family. Um, but they, it was something that they wanted to do for themselves, you know. So that that really made it so personal that it was really about them. And their children were there, but the, the weekend was really about the two of them. That's a beautiful love story. <laughs> uh, I'm going to play my interview from our very newest MP, the MP for Rungatai, which is the southern and eastern suburbs of Wellington, plus the Chatham Islands. Let's not Ooh, forget the Chatham the, Islands. The Chatham Islands. That's right. Um, uh, Who is Paul Eagle? And I went and uh, spoke to him in his parliamentary office about his maiden speech in Parliament, which is beautiful. You can find it on the B-Side Stories Facebook page if you want to have a listen. Um, Some some of the big issues affecting Wellington, uh, and also he had some advice for candidates in the Southern Ward by-election. So here is that interview. Including our own Laurie Foon. Our own Laurie Foon, don't forget to vote. Um, you've only got one more week to drop the uh, ballots in the mail. Here's the interview. Enjoy. For B-Sign Stories, I'm Laura, and today I'm talking to the former Deputy Mayor of Wellington and the newly elected Member of Parliament representing Rangatai, that's where I live, Paul Eagle, right here in his parliamentary office. Thank you for talking to me, Paul. Good morning. Thank you for having me on your show. Now, how's your first few weeks in Parliament going? Well, it's been nine weeks now, but the first few uh, involved uh, a pretty comprehensive induction. And so for me, that meant just getting to know where, uh, you know, the, the toilets are, where the different rooms are, and just, you know, just the smell of the place and the... Uh, just the privilege and honour of being there. I mean, I'm in a very unique um, role and, uh, and just absorbing what that meant and, uh, and what I was meant to do. So it's been good. And, and now that you are a few more weeks in, you are saying like the holiday is over. Things are getting um, pretty busy. So Winston Peters made his mind up and said, yes, we're going with Labour. Uh, we were sitting in the opposition part of the building, which is the beautiful old Parliament buildings. Uh, so we've moved. Um, obviously, we've got a cabinet there in the Beehive. And so there's another building, which many Wellingtonians won't know, uh, called Bowen House. It's at the end of Lambton Quay, and I'm up there uh, in one of the offices there. So things have got a whole lot more uh, serious and also... Uh, there's a routine kicking in. So being in the house, being, uh, being on a roster that tells me when I'm meant to be in there, mm-hmm. um, having whips. Now, it's an old-fashioned system, but 
we have a whip system which many people have asked me about and that really um, is uh, the Honourable Ruth Dyson who's the MP in Port Hills and Christchurch she's our chief whip and her team makes sure that you know what's going on and you get to where you're meant to be but also there are consequences if you uh, if you, if you aren't where you are meant to be so it's it's really getting um, into the nitty gritty now four weeks out from uh, Christmas Day yeah um, and you've had a chance to do your maiden speech in Parliament and that was extremely well received so well well done great job thank you and it was a tearful journey I had practiced it probably ten times in front of a couple of colleagues who ummed and out a bit and thought I was probably off track uh, but when I sat down and thought what am I going to talk about one of the things I did talk about in my confirmation speech, so that's the speech I need when I uh, got the Labour nomination for the candidacy, okay. I talked about who I was, because many people I know didn't know that, and I thought I'd talk about something that was personal and interesting. So I borrowed that and really continued the theme. Uh, I didn't imagine it was going to be as tearful as it was. Mm. But what it has done is it's made um, me open a door to thousands of Kiwis who have experienced adoption uh, in, in a very personal way. And I've got many emails, uh, Facebook messages in particular, where people have talked about you know, either their experience of being adopted or uh, that they're going through the process themselves. So some very sad and telling stories there. Mm from you know, everyday New Zealanders? Well, we um, are really excited to have you representing us at the, at the national government level, but this is a community show, so I have to ask some questions about Wellington. Yeah. And my a big question is basically about how this new coalition government is going to impact on Wellington City. That's a great question because many Wellingtonians have felt that, that the government, particularly in the last nine years, have ignored Wellington. And they say that because it's generally a Labour-Green uh, constituency. And, you know, the, the, the region is red, even though Chris Bishop, the MP in Hutt South, picked up that seat. We have a list MP there. But <clears throat> there have been many issues that uh, uh, I think now uh, that I have um, the ability to put in front of Cabinet Ministers and say, look, let's do this. And one of those, obviously, is transport. Uh, and look, it's not, not just about building more roads, it's certainly about trying to look at how um, that log jam around the Basin Reserve, for example, and how that extends into the eastern suburbs and goes right out into the region. Interestingly, when I talk to people from outside of the, 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 Wellington, the old Wellington City Council boundary, they say, you know, that route through into your electorate's a key route to the airport mm -hmm. but also to sport facilities we've got major venues over in the east like um, the regional aquatic centre the ASB sports centre so people often express um, their desire to get that right and I think with Phil Twyford <coughs> uh, managing not only transport but also urban development and housing uh, we will do really, really well. And on housing, I, that's the portfolio that I had on council. Mm -hmm. I got that to a level where if there was a Labour government, I, was, I would be in a position to 
uh, pull together those strands and then present to the minister uh, a plan for uh, Rongatai. Um, so that's another uh, tick there. Look, and, and from a from a personal interest perspective, but also something that the electorates um, wide open to is uh, the fact that we're a coastal electorate. You know, I have to often remind people that most of the electorate has a coastline, mm-hmm. but in terms of climate change, it means sea level rise. It means uh, you know there there is coastal erosion, and what does that mean for? Um, for, for not only individuals but also investment in the area and so um, from a resilience perspective and we had that bit of a we had a bit of a tester last night mm-hmm. got um, my text. yeah I got mine too and a lot of people said to me wow um, this looks like it would be a whole lot better than putting in sirens along the coastline because those who have lived in places like Japan have often said we need sirens uh, <clears throat> but I've said, look, we need to look at a range of um, things. So those are just three things that I think with a Labour government now uh, we will be able to get investment and traction. Neat. Um, you, you did mention housing and um, Phil Twyford's in, you know, now in charge of that too and we have a special interest in that in Wellington. Um, so uh, can you please solve the housing crisis? My lease runs out in February. <laughs> So that would be ideal if I could get into a house then. But um, what, what do you think the pathway forward will look like? Well, you raise a good issue. I mean, rental housing is at, at an all-time low. In fact, Rongatai, when I moved there in the early 80s, was the home of affordable housing. And even when you look at how much social housing was built by not only the government but also local government, the council, that's kept the electorate um, in a good position to ensure there's been a good mix of people. So often, if I was to look at some of our neighbouring suburbs, um, the city has gentrified, um, but luckily having um, rental housing uh, has meant that we've been able to um, ensure that those people who have lived there for many years can stay living there. We haven't resolved, though, the supply issue for, um, for, for rental housing. And that's something that I've said to Phil Twyford, again, look, if we could put a plan in front of you uh, to say that we need to build a good mixture of... When when I talk about affordable housing, I include rental housing in that that too. Um, And so um, I want to send a strong signal to people that, you know, I want the electorate to remain um, an option for renters... Uh, I'm just going to need to back it up and make sure that we have a good supply and that when new developments are put through, that rental housing is part of it. Um, and so that's there's not going to be a quick fix there. So I don't know whether we're going to be able to achieve your lease in time <laughs> or to, to, to renew your lease. Oh. But what, what I would like to happen, though, is that at least um, that you do have the option to renew your lease. They don't put up the rent at a... It's at, at some skyrocketing amount, but also there's that housing quality issue there too. Around, uh, I know that there's been a strong push for a rental warrant of fitness, mm. but also um, we've put through the Healthy Homes Guarantee Bill, which is going through the House now. So I'm hoping that there's so so there's a quality issue, but there's definitely a supply issue. Yeah. 
I mean, on the grand plan um, scale of things, I'd like to think that uh, when when we package up what Crown land, so government-owned land and council-owned land, we could put that to the minister and say, look, um, here's an opportunity to build a whole range or a whole combination of housing types, so social housing, rent-to-own, um, just rental straight, and those are managed by... Uh, people other than just private landlords like the community housing sector, for example. Right. Uh, another thing that adds a lot of colour to the Rangatai electorate is immigration. Mm. And that was something that looks like it is going to change under the Labour government. Um, what do you think our experience of the city, how do you think it might be different in the future? Are we going to see less cool, amazing immigrants um, wandering through Newtown, that's my neighbourhood. You're quite right. I mean, I like uh, walking past people's coffee and seeing the Ethiopian community and the Somalians there too. Um, and I wouldn't like to see that change. And I know, in terms of social housing, they're a big portion of the of of the tenants who call those places home. Uh, I would hope it doesn't impact uh, the the flavouring of the electorate. I think they are a vital part of it, and it's been good to see that in the coalition agreement uh, that we've managed to, I think, not be so um, black and white about lo- about lowering those figures. Uh, and I've certainly had concerns from, say, rest home workers, um, supermarket owners, and workers, and some of those um, sectors where you know they've re- relied on a diverse workforce. Um, sometimes because Kiwis, um, you know, we have a great education system. It'll get better under Labour, of course. But mm-hmm. um, but they've been able to come out of school really aspiring to big things. But when it means stacking shelves or working with the elderly in a rest home, um, I know that uh, the diversity of our population has really helped. And so I'll certainly be saying to the government, um, look, um, let's make sure that we look at things carefully um, before making some rash um, decisions. A lot's been held on housing too. Um, one of the things that, uh, that, that that our policy was strong on is when we said, look, um, we've, we've got to make sure that we, we have uh, enough of, of our public infrastructure allocated to to our own, and that wasn't meant to separate people. It's meant to say that um, we actually need better policy settings to actually cater for those who live here, but those who come and choose to live here too. Uh, and so that that hadn't happened in the last government, and I think you'll see a, a tempering of the policy. Another defining feature of Wellington City is our arts and culture. Uh, we are the coolest creative capital, of course. So um, what kind of things might change under the Labour government for arts and culture in, in Wellington? Yeah, and it's great that, that the Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern has picked up the portfolio. She's taken she the legacy of Helen Clark. I couldn't decide if that meant it was going to be really important or if she wasn't going to have time for it. Funny you say that because um, she has shown a genuine interest to uh, get out to events. I mean, I went to WOW and I had two spare seats next to me and I thought they're a bit. Oh, they've only got a few minutes to get those seats, and it was the Prime Minister and Grant Robertson. So he's associate arts. I like art, um, and I think we'll be able to fill the seats in 
in the venues, but it does mean though that places like Wellington will benefit from investment because I know on my council time uh, that affordability of venues was a big issue and I know that um, leveraging their importance, so actually giving uh, the artistic community like a career again and look I can't remember the exact name of the of the career pathway that's going to be um, funded again after the funding had stopped previously, but uh, that means that artists will get funding to have a life in, in the arts world. So at the moment, for many, it's, it's, it's certainly more than a hobby, but they get paid in, in, in hobby dollars, uh, which means nothing. And so there'll be a, a correction put there, and I think that can only be good for places like Wellington. Mm-hmm. But good point on attendance. <laughs> well, okay, we look forward to seeing the, yeah. the Prime Minister and the um, Grant Robertson yeah. and you, Paul, Absolutely. all the arts in, in Wellington. Yeah, and, and, and I've, I've got, and I mean, I, I, one of my secrets is I went to art school for five years and did uh, uh, design and printmaking. Wow, really? And so, yeah, so I'm, 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 the, I'm, I'm an undercover art lover. Um, I might visit art galleries. I always say that my wife, Miriam, has more of a, a love for art than I do. But as she says, oh, no, I've just got more time than you. But, um, but I do still visit the galleries. Uh, we attend plays. Um, and then I go to different events. Uh, so like anything, you've got to be active and, and, and participate. But it's sort of... Um, but I haven't really picked up the paint brushes, for example, for some <laughs> years. I painted a fundraiser at the Lyle Bay for the Lyle Bay Surf Club there. Okay. If you go to Lyle Bay Beach, believe it or not, there's another surf club there too. But they wanted to fundraise and build um, the, their own headquarters, their, their own base. Yeah, so is some of your artwork still on? No, I... No, I I'll tell you what they did. They cut up the floor of their old building uh-huh. and then gave it out to people or artists yeah. and aspiring ones like me. Uh, and then I painted that and then they were auctioned off. Oh, I see. So it was a real catalyst. A, it gave me a deadline. B, it made me feel proud that I could use a skill that I hadn't used for years and they could uh, make some money off or from. Yeah. Mm. Mm. That's neat. Um now that you are representing Rangatai, there will be a little by-election in Southern Ward to fill your council seat. So I um, am very excited to exercise my democratic duty once again. <laughs> I feel like I've done it a lot recently. But uh, my question was, do you have any advice for the city council candidates who are running to fill your seat? So I left council on the Wednesday after the election on purpose. So on Thursday morning, the city could then put out there that there's going to be a by-election. And the person who got the, who, who, who was uh, the successful person could be in place the Friday before Christmas. If I left it longer, it could have been February or March. And I'm the only, I was the only city councillor who lived in the actual council Southernward boundary, mm. and I didn't want to leave them without a councillor. Even though there's two, the other councillor lives up in Brooklyn there, so just out of the boundary. I wanted to make sure that there was a local person in place, and that's that's what Beyond Counts is all about. So my advice back is, you've got to be the local champion. Uh, and look, that can sometimes mean 
that you differ with your colleagues because just remember they are their local champions too. So someone who lives there, someone who's from there, someone who's involved. Um, but you can have all those things but still not have the X factor. And I think the X factor is you've just got to have the attitude um, to want to serve people. And I think that's one of the defining differences um, uh, that will come through is the person who says I'm here for you, not for me, not for the free tickets to the art shows, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but much more uh, that they're here to, to take up the issues. Um, and so that's, that's my advice. Um, we, we, I, we, sorry, we have a Labour candidate there, Fleur Fitzsimons. Um, I know there are eight. I think there are seven now because one's pulled out. Uh, but good luck to them all. And I think that that's going to be the defining feature um, that the Southern... That, that South Wellingtonians really pick up on because uh, that's what I've done I've certainly been there been everywhere at any time um, and it's a real sacrifice if you're there to make money don't run uh, if, you, if, if, if you're there for some personal ideological bent some project that you've I don't think that's that's good advice either. I think the real advice is you have an open mind you're accessible and then you're, you're their champion Cool. That's good advice. Yeah. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy parliamentary day to oh, talk to yeah. B-Side Stories. Thank you. And, and uh, it's, it's, um, it's great that the people of Rongatai, so Wellington South and East, have uh, entrusted me to, to be their representative for at least the next three years. Yeah. Kia ora. Kia ora. Kia ora. Thanks, Paul. That was Paul Eagle. Talking to B-Side Stories. Let's play another song. This is one of my new favorite bands, Black Prairie, and they've got a Christmas song. Oh, Mr. Kringle, soon gonna jingle Bands that'll twinkle your troubles away He's got a sleigh full Mr. Kringle, soon gonna jingle the bells that'll twinkle all your troubles away.
the bag Cause Christmas is here again He'll be Extra special good You make December the one you remember The best and the merriest you ever did have Everybody's waiting for the man with the bag Christmas is here again Yeah, everybody's waiting for our own congregation Waiting for the man with the bag Black Prairie Everybody waiting for the man with the bag. My new favorite Christmas song. Uh, this is B-Side Stories on Wellington Access Radio. Kia ora koutou, everybody. Um, that was a great tune. And <laughs> it looked like it was from a Christmas album called Holidays Rule. Holiday Rule. Um, Holidays Rule. So if you like that, uh, there's a whole bunch of great artists on there. Paul McCartney, The Shins, uh, Rufus Wainwright, Sharon Van Enten, Calixco, Holigo Lightly. So if you're interested in a bit of a eclectic-looking uh, Christmas album this year, maybe check that out, Holidays Rule. Does that mean I need to set aside my Mariah Carey album that I play every <laughs> Not year? at all, Laura. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Indulge in Mariah Carey, absolutely. Thank you. Um, tell us about the next song you've chosen for us, Martin. Uh, this is a cover version of a John Prine song called The Speed of the Sound of Loneliness. It's a beautiful tune. And um, this is a cover of it done by Marlon Williams and uh, I think an Australian woman, Peter, Peter Brown. Um, it's a great version of a beautiful song. Um, yeah, I hope you enjoy it. All right.
Williams from Christchurch singing uh, The Speed of the Sound of Loneliness. I'm very happy to say we've got another Christmas song to play next <laughs> because I love Christmas music. And I thought that Martin was quietly judging me for playing one earlier, but he, he um, has his own that, t- that he wants to line up. So I'm going to um, be a bit indulgent now and play my own Christmas song. Um, this is a song I'd always wanted to, as a songwriter I'd always wanted to write a Christmas song um, particularly one that didn't reference any snow or um, anything that wasn't um, relatable to Kiwis you know um, so I that was always in the back of my mind and then I um, as I was preparing the last album release and putting my band together I kept, whenever we'd get together to practice, I would start playing this, just this, this chord sequence over and over again, and I just couldn't shake it. And then one of my friends posted on Facebook uh, during a really bad, typical Wellington day, and he wrote, Wellington, you're drunk, go home. And I just immediately thought, that is right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that, I'm going to take that line. And so putting the two together... Um, you know, writing this Kiwi Christmas tune, and I turned it into Baby You're Drunk, Go Home. And it's about a couple um, that are at a Christmas party, a staff function, an office party, so to speak. And uh, this is their story um, right on Christmas Eve. I've heard the song before. Is it based on a real scenario? Was it, was it easy to imagine such a thing happening? Yeah, there were bits and pieces that, that I have experienced, and then other things I, yeah. I did. I took a, a bit of you know artistic um, license with. Okay, Wellington, enjoy. Oh. 
to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. Thanks New Zealand On Air for funding the Access Internet Radio Project.